Welcome to Episode 7 in the Lives of the Saints second series. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In this episode, I pay tribute to St. Anthony of Egypt, whose feast day is January 17th. St. Anthony is a revered figure in both the Western and Eastern branches of Christianity. His fame is largely because he was the first monastic priest, starting a trend that would grow within the church in the next two or three centuries. The illustration for this and the next several slides is a Coptic Orthodox icon of St. Anthony with St. Paul the Hermit, also known as St. Paul of Thebes. According to the account of St. Jerome, St. Paul was another priestly hermit persecuted for his religious beliefs and who was befriended by St. Anthony. After St. Paul's death, St. Anthony buried his remains in the desert to protect them from an anti-Christian ruler at that time. St. Anthony was born around 251 A.D. into a wealthy non-Christian family in the town of Coma, also called by its Greek name Heracleopolis Magna, which roughly translates as the city of Hercules, located hundreds of miles up the Nile from Alexandria. Both his parents died when he was just 18 years old. The first Christian church service attended by St. Anthony, which occurred around the time of the death of his parents, the gospel reading at that service was Matthew nineteen sixteen to 22 the account of Jesus' meeting with the rich young ruler, who, having heard Jesus counsel him to, quote, keep the commandments, unquote, replied, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? The Lord's advice was, in Matthew 16, verses 20 and 21, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. St. Matthew records that the young man, quote, went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Unquote. While the rich young ruler may have not followed Jesus' advice, St. Anthony took the advice literally. He sold 300 acres of his family's land, giving most of the money to the poor. The balance of the proceeds he kept back for the benefit of his young sister, whom he placed in a religious community of virgins. He thereafter went into the desert east of the Nile and below the city of Alexandria to begin his life as a hermit. As he became more well-known in Egypt, people tended to seek him out. To protect his privacy and ensure he had time for contemplation, he relocated himself to a cave, some say a fort, in the isolated eastern mountains east of present-day Cairo and west of the present-day city of Suez. 
With no rules to operate by, St. Anthony established the monastic rules which became the basis for the first monastic community in the Christian world. In later generations, other Christian monastics, such as St. Benedict, created more elaborate rules and practices inspired by St. Anthony's original example. St. Anthony practiced a discipline of isolated life and of working with his hands, citing as his model Jesus in Joseph's carpentry business and St. Paul's life as a tent maker. Most of what we know about St. Anthony comes from The Life of St. Anthony, a biography written by his friend Athanasius, who was the Bishop of Alexandria, on and off. The Life of St. Anthony has recently been reprinted in paperback by the same service which prints the books for the AIC bookstore. St. Anthony, like St. Augustine of Hippo, was troubled by physical temptations, or passions as they are called in the Eastern Church tradition. He prayed for help. Lord, I want to be saved. But these bad thoughts do not leave me alone. What shall I do? The illustration is a panel, The Temptation of St. Anthony, painted on a wood panel by Matthias Grunwald in the Eisenheim altarpiece at Colmar in the Alsace region of France between 1512 and 1516 A.D. The temptation scene was part of the second rank of a three-rank altarpiece now on exhibit in a museum and not in a church. In his response to the, to the prayer, an angel came to visit St. Anthony, instructing him in the combination of prayer life and hard work that became the hallmark of St. Anthony's monastery. Others came to join him, forming a community there. He also ministered to prisoners and to the infirm. The illustration is another painting called The Temptation of St. Anthony, consisting of three oil-on-panel pieces originally made for the Escarial Monastery, part of the Spanish royal residence complex 28 miles outside Madrid, Spain, and painted by Hieronymus Bosch between 1500 and 1516 A.D. It was later moved to the Prado Museum in Madrid. It is one of 15 paintings by St. Anthony of St. Anthony by Hieronymus Bosch. In St. Athanasius' book on St. Anthony, he referred to these encounters with passions as temptations by the devil himself. The monastery which descended from the small settlement that St. Anthony founded survives today 30 miles east of Cairo off the Cairo-Suez Highway and is under the jurisdiction of the Coptic Orthodox Church of Egypt. According to media reports, it has been frequently threatened by Islamists within the Egyptian military. Other branches of the Egyptian military have been said to try to protect the monastery.
The monastery is open to public visitation, and visitors may even spend the night at the monastery. According to church tradition, the Christian community at Alexandria was one of the five original jurisdictions or sees of the church, the others being Jerusalem, Antioch, Alexandria, excuse me, Jerusalem, Antioch, Constantinople, and Rome. The tradition holds that the Church of Alexandria was founded by the Apostle St. Mark. Anthony ventured into the world on only two occasions that we know about. Around the year 316 A.D., when the current ruler of Egypt undertook a severe persecution of Christians, Anthony abandoned his monastery and went to Alexandria to help the persecuted. When the persecution was over, around the time of, the, of Constantine's election as the first Christian emperor, Anthony returned to his monastery in the eastern desert. In the second occasion was in 325 A.D., when St. Athanasius invited his friend Anthony to Alexandria, from which together they proceeded to the first ecumenical council of the church called by the Emperor Constantine and which met at the resort city of Nicaea, east of Constantinople. Anthony attended the sessions of the Council of Nicaea, assisting his friend Athanasius in countering the arguments of Arian. The illustration is a 21st century photograph of the Istanbul Gate at Nicaea, now called Iznik, Turkey. For more on the Council of Nicaea, see the, use the links at http colon slash slash www.anglicaninternetchurch.net slash digital hyphen library to watch any of the eight episodes in the AIC video series, The Nicene Creed. Anthony lived a very long time. It is said that he never learned to read and write, but was able nonetheless to pass along to others what he had learned from the preachers of the faith. He died at the age of 105 in 356 A.D., his place of burial was kept secret at his request. He feared his followers would venerate the place of his burial. His remains were removed from Egypt sometime in the 4th century and taken to Constantinople. Eventually, they were sold by the emperor of the Byzantine community at Constantinople and moved to France, where they remain at the St. Antoine Abbey, the original home of the hospital brothers of St. Anthony. St. Anthony is honored today around the world in churches and monasteries bearing his name and in celebrated works of art. The illustration is St. Anthony Church, Cavalier, North Rhineland in Germany. Next to the church in the picture is a statue of St. Anthony holding the uniquely shaped Anthony Cross, more literally called the Tau Cross because it is shaped like the Greek letter of the same name. 
One of the stained glass windows inside that same church repeats the design of the Anthony Cross over and over. In the Chiesa Santa Maria del Miracoli in Rome, Italy, a late 17th century building, there is a late 17th century painting by Henri Gascard of the Blessed Virgin Mary with St. Anthony of Padua, an Italian saint, and St. Anthony of Egypt. At St. Anthony's feet is another Anthony cross. St. Anthony is the patron saint of swineherds, owing to his, his association with pigs. See the pig at the bottom of the statue uh, in the German illustration. He is also the patron saint of people who suffer from skin diseases, one of which is commonly called St. Anthony's Fire. Our closing prayer is the Collect for the Feast of St. Anthony from the 1963 edition of Lesser Feasts and Fasts. O God, who by thy Holy Spirit didst enable thy servant Anthony to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, Grant that we, by the same Spirit, may with pure hearts and minds follow Thee, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Episode 7 in the Lives of the Saints' second series commemorating the life and contribution of 35 saints from both the Eastern and the Western Church traditions on 28 separate feast days. Next time, in episode 8, I will celebrate St. Gregory Nazianzen, also called Gregory Nazianzus, after the place of his birth, who is commemorated on January 25th. Episodes in this series, as well as in other Teaching video and seasonal videos are available on either our YouTube channel, which is https colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash c slash St. John C with saints spelled out, or by using the episode links which I have posted at our newly redesigned website for which the full URL address is http colon slash slash www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. At that site, on the digital library link, you can find access to our seasonal videos and other videos. The Bible study link on the same site, similarly connects you to both our Bible study series on the New Testament, called New Testament Gospels, and the series on Revelation. In the spring and summer of 2017 AD, a new series will be available, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament. Also available using the podcast homilies link at our website is access to the entire archive of MP3 podcast homilies based on the 1928 Book of Common Prayer readings and on other topics. And there are currently about 575 podcasts. The virtual bookstore section at the bottom of the homepage has a link for ordering paperback editions of any of our publications, 
and a separate link for the Kindle editions where they are available. 100% of all book royalties are contributed to the AIC ministry. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our newly redesigned website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.